Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. But uh, with all the interference we're getting in the media, social media, can you please share these broadcasts and also people who you like, uh, their messages, uh, because there is whitewashing of what's going on. So please get these out far and wide. Our goal needs to be to wake up people who are ambivalent or ignorant of what's going on, and they'll vote for name recognition only. We need to reach these people. We have important messages like the one today where we're going to be talking to our good friend, Robert Kudla, and we're going to be talking about the economy. And we're going to be talking about the fact that things are breaking down across the board. And uh, we were talking further on the air. Tucker Carlson's just, his situation is just one example of the breakdown. And I'm going to let Bob elaborate on that. So, Bob, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. But my, my goodness, um, my broadcast partner on the Doug and Dave Intel Report, former DHS supervisor, Doug Thornton, says there's a crisis every 12 hours. It's crazy what's going on. Yeah, and I think you're going to see an, an, an acceleration now. Um, you know, they they papered over things so much that people think it's a real wall, but all it is is paper. And, uh, and, and now it's, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to put your hand on it. You're going to put your hand right through it. So, you know, from a, from a macro standpoint, I'll just start big picture and work my way in is that let's just, let's just start with, um, uh, China for a second. You know, it was supposed to be the spring, the spring, um, uh, resurgence of China reopening, that's not happening, and um, <clears throat> right now they're, you know, that's affecting commodity prices. So steel stocks, copper stocks are getting are getting crushed because there's no um, there's no resurgence of building in China. China is a unite. We talked about this ad infinitum is is really a a um, a, a mirage, and and if they can't keep building ghost cities, uh, they really don't have an economy and. With trade collapsing around the world, they're actually their export markets are at risk too. So, so that's number one. Number two in China is that there's going to be a rice shortage because last year's La Nina caused um, the um, their 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 rice fields had too much water, which you know drowned the crops. This year they're going to have drought in there because El Nino is showing up. So they're going to have they're going to be hit with a double whammy, and also Australian wheat wheat. Um, Fields are going to get hit with the drought too, with the El Nino coming. So, 
So they're going to have higher prices and lower productivity. So China is out of the game. China kind of kept the world alive in 2008. Europe, as you know, we don't have to talk about Europe. Europe is is basically one big tourist attraction. That's all that's left of it. And uh, they, they're basically deindustrializing because of the cost of energy. And so there's a problem there. And then coming over into the U.S. is that we have basically valuations that cannot support the increase in the interest rates from basically essentially 1% to now, you know, 6%. And then, you know, that means people are, are getting loans at 11 12%. Consumers are getting loans at 25 to 29%. And valuations have not yet reflected that change in character because right now you can do a 90-day T-bill and get over 5% interest holding your money for 90 days. That's annualized 5%. So why would you invest in any company that can't pay, doesn't have an earnings yield higher than that or a dividend yield higher than that? You're just, you're just adding risk without return. And then you look at the companies that are in the, in the, basically the, the indexes, you know, you, you have 40% of the, uh, of the, the Russell uh, 2000 that are cash flow negative, Dave. That means that they have to rely on bank credit, you know, in order for them to grow into profitability. And that those costs have just skyrocketed on them, which either means it sets back their ability to get profitable or they'll never be profitable and they're a broken business. And that's happening inside of a recession. So, all those companies are overvalued as well. And so now we've been waiting for, you know, we had the first shoe to drop in 22. And then we've had this basically six-month bear market rally that stalled out about two weeks ago. And now we're rolling down into bear market 2.0. And this is the bigger one. So this one should carry us um, farther and faster than what happened in, in 2022. To get down probably a basically 14, 16% down move before we get another bear market bounce until we didn't get the final, final plunge by the end of 2024. And you're, you'll probably see, uh, you know, if we're going to follow the 2008 scenario, um, or the 70s scenario, or God forbid the 29th scenario, you're looking at a minimum 40 to 50% retracement from the highs oh my gosh. minimum. And I think that's where we're going to get. You can't, you can't change the credit profile of the country this dramatically and this fast without all those assets getting repriced. And so that's that. And then, you know, Dave, we'll talk about, this. I'm going to monologue, then I'll let you throw questions at me, is that this now, what they what they've done from a political standpoint is they you know they you know the old song Pink Floyd comfortably numb. If things are going okay, you don't get bothered with 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 politics. You don't want to get involved. You don't want to risk things. But when things start to break down and your four hundred one k is not making you any money anymore, and your and your stock portfolio is collapsing, or you're losing jobs, or your friends losing jobs, or your kids are losing jobs, or your dad's losing a job. All of a sudden, you're paying attention to what these clowns are doing in Washington, D.C. or in the state capitol. And they don't like having attention shined upon them. And I think you're going to see in a, in an environment where people are getting surly. 
And people are seeing it because they're so brazen now. You know, they're in your face for your kids. Now they're in your face, you know, from politics standpoint, you know, blowing up guys like, you know, Tucker Carlson, Dan Bongino. You know, they chase they're, they're screwing around with Musk. You know, he he ultimately just said, screw that. I'm going to create my own platform. And I think people are just seeing it now. It's just so obvious and they're not going to like it because people are getting surly. And especially when they start losing money and can't afford to do things. You know, there's a difference between existing and living. And this government's going to put us in a position where everybody's in existing mode. And that's not where you want your population to be, especially since you've been kowtowing to a portion of the population that most people view as destructive behavior. And you're making the people who are productive pay for it i.e. like I have crappy credit, I'll get a better loan rate than somebody with 800 credit score. Yeah. You know, people start, people will start to notice these things and they are, they have already started. Yeah, that was an amazing thing I saw that, um, and, and I reported on this and people aren't even noticing that if you've got good credit, you're going to pay basically $40 more a month than people with bad credit. And Bob, let me project this out. I look at this and I'm saying, okay, so this is going to make available loans, home loans to people who really don't deserve it. And this could add to the housing problem. Will this cause a housing collapse that could domino effect into the economy? I don't even know if these people could still afford a house. You know, um, you know, out here in California, you got to make $180,000 a year to be able to put 20% down on the lowest price home. So, I don't know how this helps people at all. And, and, you know, and I just traveled back east, you know, from, um, Washington DC down to Charleston. We did a, we did a nice long vacation, see friends, family, and, and just, uh, just be on the other side of the, of the world here for a different look. Nice spring, um, you know, seeing all the flowers and stuff. But I've noticed that. In the major metropolitan areas, it's just, just as expensive as in California, and 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 I just don't know how, you know, anybody sees that there's going to be a renaissance or a resurgence in in people purchasing homes, you know, and on the commercial side, you're looking at a minimum thirty percent drop in 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 commercial um, real estate assets, which is going to primarily affect the rich and it's going to affect the banks. And then just keep that swirly just keeps on swirling, Dave. You know, it's amazing though where I live in uh, the rural area north of uh, uh, Phoenix in northern Maricopa County. The growth is off the charts. What's fueling that? Do you know? Uh, people bailing out. I mean, I was just telling one of my wife's clients. Uh, he, you know, he, uh, he stopped down and, and, and was talking to his long-term client. And I just said, we're losing all our friends. Everybody's leaving. People are retiring and leaving. And, uh, they just, uh, they just gonna want, they want to get out of the shit show. And, uh, they're just tired of every time they turn around, you know, you have a, uh, a mandate for this and a mandate for that. And you have, um, you know, stupid rules for this, stupid rules for that. And people are like, Hey, I, I got nice equity in my home. I'm going to go live where it's, you know, half the cost of living in terms of a house. And so we just seen people bailing out, you know, um, a lot of, we're getting a lot of people moving up to northern Nevada. I'm sure a lot of people are moving into, uh, 
your area in, in Arizona. Yes, they are. Uh, you, you know, Tennessee was a big area that's starting to slow down. Florida was a big area that's starting to slow down. But North Carolina, I was talking to, um, we we're actually looking for property in the Carolinas, and uh, um, we we're talking to a lady that lives in Charleston. She's from D.C. She goes, yeah, we call Charleston D.C. South. People are just basically bailing out of D.C. and moving to uh, <clears throat> down into Charleston area. So, so when these migration patterns slow down, like in Arizona, that's when the wheels will come off? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I just think the wheels are coming off. Look, I think we're, you know, we talked about this before. I think it's a big bifurcation happening here. So, uh, you know, red's going to get redder, blue's going to get bluer, yeah. red's going to get richer, blue's going to get poorer. And uh, it's going to really cause an issue. Here's something interesting, though, I think on a good side, if you're conservative, do you know 26 uh, state legislatures have super majorities for Republicans? Super majorities. Yeah, but I'll tell you I what mean, dims my enthusiasm, Bob. The rhinos, the uniparty concept. I have it here in Arizona. It's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, they also have the governor, too. So, uh, look, you know, you got to take what you can get, right? Yeah, so I agree. You, I agree. You're not going to get... I don't know if I'd want a country with 100% conservatives in it. So, you know, you, you, you need to have a little bit of a... You know, then you get blinded. Then, you, then you're like Chicago on the left, right? So, uh, but... <clears throat> You know, I'll, I'll take what I can get because they're not allowing the left to proceed to the level. You know, there's a couple of rhino governors out there that need to go. But um, but I was very encouraged because they're starting to build a wall, you know, a, a bulwark against some of these progressive ideologies. And I think Jerome Powell, the Fed governor, is is actually at war with the Treasury. I mean, the governor, the Fed chairman. You know, because he's a staunch Republican, you know, and a capitalist. And I think he's trying to defund the left by raising interest rates so high that the government just can't spend what they want to spend on the garbage they want to spend it on. So I think there's some really interesting wars going on right now that aren't kinetic. Wow. Okay. Um, Yeah, I, I just... To me, the uniparty concept scares me. I'll, I'll set that aside for our discussion. But, but um, if you lived in Arizona, you'd know what I mean. We 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 have Republicans who are working against Republicans. We have actually an establishment within the Republican Party, both nationally and also in Arizona, and I'm sure other states too, that are working against America First candidates, and it's openly uh, known. So, yeah, don't you have a Democratic governor, though? Yeah, yeah, but this happened before her. In fact, the Uniparty people, I call them the Republican leadership in the state, worked against Carrie Lake. They worked against her in the primary, and she won. And then they worked against her in the uh, the, the general election, and, she, and Carrie Lake lost. So uh, it's just, like I said, it's uh, there. there is such upheaval politically right now the lines of distinction are not clear uh, yeah they're going to get clear though dave so you know florida was florida was was purple okay and then you get a wave of people coming that are fleeing blue that are red people they they start changing things and so i think you're going to you're going to see increasingly redder rhetoric out of Arizona, and I think I think you'll probably see in the next election or the next two election cycles that Arizona is going to tip more red. So, uh, so you, you just keep the faith on that. Look, 
Here's the problem. People aren't paying attention so the, the rhinos can do what rhinos do. But when people start paying attention, they're going to hold their feet to these people's fire. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time or they're going to get primaried out so that's that's, that's what you got to think about when you uh, when you when you when you think of these things and i think that's what happened with the with florida florida was purple you know and and desantis was smart enough once he became governor to create an environment where he basically blocked their ability to make it purple in the near term. So my point to you is that people tend to be purple until they don't have green, and then they tend to get red. (laughs) That's pretty good. i got to remember that. Say that again, Bob. People tend to be politically purple until they don't have green, and then they become red. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but the thing is, will people wake up in time to where they can do anything? Because I'm seeing a uniparty lockdown of control in our country um, with the banks, with the justice system, uh, just across the board. And I don't know how much recourse 
true conservatives and constitutionals have right now. I mean, and and I'm wondering, how is this going to affect the economy? Because I believe the Biden administration is on a one-way destination to hell economically. Well, I think the conservative movement and the constitutionalists need to need to package better. You know, you, you know, the problem is people people get scared with really, really strong rhetoric. Okay, and and so I think you know, you, you watch the Democrats and the progressives in action, and what they do is they take a they they eat their meal one bite at a time. The right comes in and they they want to just stick their face in the pie and i think that's the problem people have you know you you, people can't make mental leaps you know you can't make people jump across the chasm you got to just constantly 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 educate persuade and legislate and what the what, what happens is you know you got and look i think trump has this problem too with people people who love trump love trump people who despise trump despise trump and and he uses very strong rhetoric. His his game is that I think I can energize more voters for me than I turn off. And and you know that works sometimes and it sometimes it doesn't work. And but the Democrats look they don't they don't ever stop. They're they're like they are like a steamroller at one mile an hour. They just keep pushing. And if the hill gets too steep and they pull they slide back ten or fifteen feet. They just keep on grinding. And I think that's what that's what the constitutionalists and the true conservatives need to do. Okay, because you have to persuade people because people have been brainwashed to thinking these things are bad. You have to tell people this is what I want to do this time. This is why it's good for you. That's why you think there's been a big change here politically, you know, you, you know, that nobody ever wanted to have a conservative Christian in the school board, right? Well, now you don't talk about that. You talk about these people are trying to castrate your children. Ah, well, now you got my attention, okay? These people aren't teaching your children. They're indoctrinating your children. Ah, now you got my attention. So it's those kind of things, you know, and, and I think that's what needs to happen if we want to change, if we want to make change in this country. We have to persuade people that... Our way is better for them, short term and long term, and you just have to constantly be driving towards that goal, not making huge leaps. You know, they did it in '94. You and I are, are are old enough to know that. You know, they did it in '94, and by '98 they lost it all again because they they just pushed too hard, too fast. You got to let people absorb this stuff and see why it's good. You know, so that's my soap opera on it. And I'm a conservative constitutional Christian. okay, but I'm also in the business of persuasion. And you just can't make people go from A to Z. They have to go to A to B to C to D to E. And you just keep pushing along as well. And I think there's some governors and some leaders that know how to do that. And they're the ones that ultimately are going to be, you know, changing the nature of this country. And the nature of this country is going to change at the state's. You know, we have to use the states to block D.C. That's why there's so many second state movements that are going on right now. And the one in California is impressive. 
They have control of 50 of 58 counties, and they've expelled several corrupt leaders over many issues using the affidavit process. And they're bringing that to my state in Arizona and also Colorado and 14 other states. So yeah, I hear what you're saying because it is, I, I agree with you, this, the state and particularly the county. Now, if you have a constitutional sheriff, it's almost impossible for the federal government to penetrate yeah. <clears throat> until it comes election time. But, yeah, I'll tell you something that will blow you away. Um, 60 million Americans live under a Soros DA. Oh, that's a good stat. I didn't know that. I, I know yeah. it doesn't surprise me. 60 million? Yeah, 60 million people live under a Soros DA. I mean, you know, you think about it, we have 360 million, so 16% of the population you know, is uh, is under a, a Soros a Soros appointed DA, and that's just, those are the same people that live in the highest crime, the lowest economic, you know, area. So, um, you know, so you know, he's he's out there, but he's but they're very 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 contained. So, uh, and they're starting to pick them off one by one. So. Okay, well, that's a great stat. I'm going to have to note that. Where did you get that figure at? Do you remember? I don't know. I I just read it online a couple of weeks ago, and I it, it just um, it dawned on me. I saw things at one in five, and then I went ahead and I did some more research, and it was it was closer to like eighteen percent. Wow, that is an amazing stat. But I'm not surprised. Okay, let's think about it. San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, St. Louis. Yeah, that starts adding up pretty quickly, and then of yeah, course, Manhattan. St. Louis, they're, bounce, they're bouncing St. Louis. They got rid of San Francisco. Um, you know, I think what's happened, and I think this is this is the key to the country. People don't realize it. The key to the country is DA and sheriff. Because if the sheriff doesn't arrest and the DA doesn't prosecute, you can pass all the laws you want. That's true, but then you whip in the George Soros money bag. The next, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, he, that's what they're doing. The DA won't prosecute, so um, he's a Soros guy. Yeah. So and you know, so yeah. So this is, you know, but but my point with this is, people tolerate this stuff if they're busy living life. But all of a sudden, when they lose their job and they lose their income or they get a pay cut, you know, all of a sudden they're like, oh, what the heck? What, what's this clown talking about? Sorry, I hear that clown in the background. Yeah, yeah. Barking like the dogs that they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, to me, this all ties into trading and, and politics and economics because when people are surly, they're not they're not buying. Right. They're selling. Correct. They're, they're, they're saving. They're shutting down. And and so you have to understand the season you're in. And, you know, of course, you know, this is all tight. I'm a big believer in the fourth turning. And I think this is all part of that. And, you know, it's generational, too. So older people don't spend as much money. You know, they're not buying new houses. They're not buying furniture. You know, they're trying to now make sure that they outlive their money or at least to give something to their kids if they could. And and so and they're, 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 they just changed the nature of. And that's why, you know, employment can't is kind of stuck, too, because, you know, old people retire. Kind of. Well, they don't have their same job. How's that? Yeah, okay, I agree with that. But a lot of people, elderly people, are working in greater numbers than ever before. Uh, I know, but they're earning minimum wage. Yeah. You know, they're leaving their $80,000 a year job, and now they're making 30000 So, If that, hi, welcome to Walmart. 
Yeah, and you can only make so much on what on it on on Social Security too before it gets taxed. So yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, but let me ask you this, okay? Uh, I'm concerned too about the backing of the dollar with the nations running from the petrodollar and a 32 trillion dollar debt no end in sight. Uh, doesn't this foretell disaster for this country? Um, yeah, I'm a defiatization guy, not a de-dollarization guy. What you don't realize, I mean, not you, 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 third party, you, is that the uh, dollar is still the, the king. And the, all this notion of China and the BRICS taking over, they are, they are mox nicks to, to uh, the flow. All they are is noise on the news. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> India can't feed itself. They don't have enough energy. China can't feed itself, doesn't have enough energy. The only BRIC country, um, you know, you have Russia, which is the size of Texas. They're not going to become the reserve currency. And you got Brazil, and Brazil runs a deficit against the United States for trade. So even though they could feed themselves and they have enough energy, they're just a socialist basket case. So I, I don't worry about that at all. I, I think that that's a distraction for people. The dollar is going to go up in value against all the other currencies. What really matters is what can the dollar buy, and and that's that's you know we live in a dollar world. That's not changing for us. So you have to understand what can the dollar buy, and that's that's how I base my living on. I don't worry about China or Russia or Brazil or India creating any kind of basket that's going to compete against the United States, bar none. And if oil prices drop down below sixty dollars. Okay, there's no Middle East to worry about either. There's no Russia to worry about either. And and those things are probably on the docket. Okay. Um boy, that's optimistic. It really is. And and I have to have to absorb this because I'm of the old mindset that you gotta balance your budget. And see, this is what bothers me that's going on in Congress. The Biden's saying, We're gonna spend more and more and more and I'm not negotiating and McCarthy is simply saying, well, set a debt ceiling. I go, bullcrap. You need to be setting uh, spending reductions below what you're taking in so, so we don't collapse the economy at some future date. What do you think about that? Yeah, so it's really, look, we, um, we, we deliver debt really for liquidity purposes uh, because we can print all the money we want. So it's really not a sense of of economic collapse. It's really about uh, will inflation get out of control? And so to, to the extent that debt is sequestered, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's a problem because inflation will just continue to grind higher, and it's a slow boil death. But what people people get confused because the dollar is the reserve currency is that we don't have to worry about somebody calling our loans. Okay, if Soros said, I want all my money, we'll say no problem. We call the Mint up, give him all his damn money. Okay, so it's really, we'll never collapse that way. You know, so the the issue really with the with the with our situation is just inflation. And that's that's where people need to focus on. They'll um, um, if we if we cut the deficit too much too fast, we'll actually go into a depression. All right. So it's, it's a problem, you know. The patient has cancer, so if we do too much chemo, the chemo will kill them. You, 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 you catch my analogy yeah, here? Yeah, that's analogy. the problem. Yeah. We're kind of stuck. And and so, 
you know, there, it's really, it's really, you're going to have a slow burn or you're going to have a fast crash. And the only way we're going to get a fast crash is if we balance the budget. So it's really, it's really going to be interesting. Now, the only caveat to that is that if we bring all our manufacturing onshore and we collapse trade, then, and we put everybody to work and, and we allow wage inflation to happen in the country that then gets absorbed through taxation. That's probably our only way out. And I think they're trying to thread that needle. And that's the other reason why interest rates are where they are. So people aren't speculating elsewhere, i.e. real estate markets, creating inflation there. And the money's being absorbed at the Treasury because, look, I got tons of money now at 90-day T-bills. Okay, that money's not in the stock market. So uh, that's the behavior that they're looking for, and that's I think that's the direction they're going to go. Now, will they succeed or not? That's a big question. But what people don't realize, Dave, in the Great Depression, England prospered, okay? And the United States got crushed because England was like the United States now, okay? It, it was uh, – they, they primarily had trade. They were trade deficit, fiscal deficits, well, when the trade collapsed, everything came back on shore and they actually it actually allowed them to prosper more, relatively speaking, where the United States was like China was now. China is now. We were a creditor nation and we were an exporter. And exporters and creditors get crushed in this in this in a what I would call a deflationary or depressionary environment. And where the United States is, we'll just keep bringing back stuff. Oh, we can't trade with you anymore? No problem. We'll bring back that manufacturing plant. And when you bring more things back, you create wage inflation, which then supports government spending, which or supports government uh, loan payoff. And I think that you're going to naturally see that occur over the next 10 years. That's a long time to be stuck in this, too. Um, well, the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Well, some countries aren't going to make it. Yeah, I, listen, we didn't get here overnight. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I can't argue with anything that you're putting forth here. It's just, it's so darn disturbing, though. Um, the only way out is to have wage inflation. Well, here's the thing that could block that, though, with onshoring manufacturing. Did you see when uh, uh, Speaker McCarthy hosted the Taiwanese president that China's responded by sanctions against uh, military-industrial complex, in particular it was uh, Lockheed and Raytheon? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure they would really be upset. What are they, are we selling stuff to China? No, the stuff, parts are manufactured in China oh, that yeah, comes yeah, here yeah, to yeah, assemble yeah. for the whole. Yeah, you know, that's... That'll work for a little bit until we resource those things. Those things are good. We we don't need to have that stuff elsewhere. And the whole thing about the rare earths, rare earths aren't rare. It's a misnomer. They're just they're just dirty. To um, and we've now opened up um, we've reopened up American re, rare earth mines, 
and we have a rare earth processing facility now in Texas, and in Australia has one too. So that eventually will get shifted, and China will lose that um, uh, that near monopoly. They did it to Japan um, about 10, 12 years ago with light rare earths, and the Japanese engineers just got to work and re-engineered what they needed to produce what they needed to produce. And next thing you know, China had a glut of light rare earth metals, and they dropped their, their embargoes. Um, China has very little leverage right now. They have a lot of short-term leverage, but they have very little long-term leverage. And we need them to do these kind of things because we should not be relying on China for our mil- military magnets. So you uh, think it's a good thing that Raytheon and Lockheed are sanctioned by China because it'll bring everything here? Yeah, I, I think, look, I, I think we're idiots. I mean, uh, um, we have also, uh, we rely on Russia for platinum, okay, and or palladium, and we, uh, we rely on, on China for uh, all our precursor medicines. I, I, all that has to change. And, and I think it will. And that stuff will come on short. Now, some will get absorbed through automation and, and, you know, and things of that nature, which, you know, you know, if you have 20,000 people working a plant in China and it comes over here and it's 3,000, you know, that's okay. You know, um, we just need to, we just need to uh, plug it. I'm more concerned that we have probably 60 million people in Soros led counties that aren't learning anything and they're basically they're functionally illiterate. They're, uh, they're basically wards of the state. That would be a problem if 16 or 18% of our population is unproductive. Hmm. Well, you look at the schools like, uh, Baltimore that fits in that umbrella you're talking about. What is that? They have no one in their Baltimore public school system that scores at grade level for math. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not just them. You know, it's New York, it's Chicago. Yeah, sure. yeah. I saw that. It, it's all, yeah, look, these guys, they just, it's the excuse factory. They're afraid that they won't get voted for. So, but yeah, but that's, that's, that's a problem. Um, but it may be, they may just get walled off too. It depends on surly the country gets. You know, people think the progressives are winning. It's just that people haven't been paying attention. And so when, 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 when people start paying attention, you know, I don't think you want this country to take a good hard right turn because it could get pretty ugly. And and I think they're forcing that to happen. And they think they can control it. Uh, I think they have another thing coming. Oh, I hope you're right. Um, now, when we squeezed Japan economically, uh, 1939, 1940, 1941, they responded militarily. What about China doing that? Uh, well, I don't think we're going to squeeze China. I think we're just going to leave China. China has an inability to project power. Okay, they they have to go from zero to one hundred to to be in a war. Okay, the only way they get to us, you know, kinetically, is through nuclear weapons or strategic missiles. Well, then that's just going to happen to them too, right? But they have no way to project power. If they tried to bring their <clears throat> navy across this ocean to attack us, they wouldn't get halfway, and they'd be gone. You know, they have no they, they have no strategic airlift capacity. You know, they just have a whole lot of people. I'd be more worried if I was Siberia than I would be if I was the United States with China. I said that too. I'd be more concerned too if I was Russia as a whole. 
Yeah, so I don't worry about China. <clears throat> China's not what I worry about. I worry about us destroying us. And, I, and it comes from Europe. <clears throat> I think the European elites never, never, never accepted the fact that they lost America. And they've been trying to control us for 300 years through pro- by proxy. And, and, um, and you know, the, that's where the BIS comes from. That's where the IMF comes from. That's where the World Bank comes from. You know, that's where Soros comes from. All these people, that's where all, all the garbage in the world comes from the elites out of Europe. And, you know, America, look, was happy to be an isolationist. They've kept, they forced us into, into World War One. They forced us into World War Two. Okay. We've, we've, we've now got neocons forcing us into all these other activities on the behest of the Europeans. We're in the Middle East because of Europe. Okay. You know, the, the British royally screwed up the Middle East. And, um, and so, you know, we've been fighting everybody's wars here. You know, the reason why Iran hates us is because of British petroleum, right? So, so there's a lot to me. I put a lot of this stuff right on Europe that that has forced us to drain our treasure and our people. Yeah, well, look you at know. Ukraine. Uh, we're yeah, supplying exactly. the bulk of the weapons and the money for the Ukraine yep. war, and exactly. Europe sits on their butt and does nothing. Yep, and complains about it. So. Those things, but Europe is dead men walking, so um, they're becoming more and more irrelevant. You know, we're the number one producer of liquefied natural gas to the world, and it primarily goes to Europe. Um, a lot of Europe's industrial capacity now is moving to the American South. That's what I'm saying. We're going to be reshoring everything. You know, we have the cheapest natural gas in the world, <clears throat> you know, um, that... Uh, that's in an environment where, you know, the Middle East is not going to produce um, chemical plants, okay? They're not going to be producing plastic plants, fertilizer plants. You know, they, they just don't have the population to absorb that kind of reindustrialization. We do. Yeah. And it's, and it's happening. Germany is like moving en masse over to the American South right now. Well, it's interesting because uh, their country is on strike right now with devastating consequences. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But, yep. but uh, you know, I, I look at Europe. They are, I think, on the verge many times of economic collapse. And they're destroying their own food industry. And they, they openly say in the U.K. that 10,000 people were supposed to freeze to death this winter. You know, too bad, so sad for them. I mean, the depraved difference I'm seeing for Europe and their citizens. But I see it here too with Biden. And and you talked about natural gas and we have an abundance of it. But Biden blocks every form of energy there is. Uh, that's that's uh, old school. If it's not wind or solar, uh, he doesn't want to hear about it. Yeah, he's going to have a problem now because he doesn't control both houses of Congress. And the House can just simply say, um, put legislation in, saying, yeah, I'll let you spend your money, but you have to do this, or you have to do that, or there's no money. So, you know, I think there's going to be his his days of just basically legislation by executive order is, is rapidly going away. And it looks like it looks increasingly likely that they're going to put an impeachment in on 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 him based on the. Uh, um, some of the stuff that they're uncovering now because of the uh, the connection to China with with business dealings with his son. So you know, well, he's I gonna think have it's his... the IRS first. 
then I, gr- exactly. I agree China secondarily. You know, I, I, here's what I'm wondering out loud. Now, this is kind of off the path, but I want your opinion on this. Because the Biden investigations, according to Comer and other House Republicans that chair these committees, they say we're reaching a critical point where agencies in the federal government have to make a decision about prosecution. Do you think this is why Tucker was shown the door at this critical time? Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, pick the topic, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. Good um, point. You know, election J6 vaccine, uh, he pharmaceutical industry, uh, transgender movement. You know, he basically is from my brain through his mouth. OK. And and so all those things are are against the narrative of the country. And he plus he despised the rhinos. He didn't care if they were rhinos. Okay, he doesn't care if you're conservative. He doesn't care if you're liberal. He wants you to be have integrity. And and you know his point is is where are the Republicans, right? And so I think he he had a lot of enemies, which he you know he didn't really care about. But you know they got to the Murdochs, right? And finally they uh, they were able to show him the door. But as Alex. Berenson said in his podcast um, that he writes, you know, daily, he said this is a blessing in disguise for the country and for for Tucker, because, first of all, Tucker's a truly decent guy. Those guys are opposite politically, but he he viewed him as it as a friend because of integrity. And he's generally a nice guy. And Tucker's demographics actually he carries the under 45 audience for Fox. And so um, if he would slide over to a streaming service, Alex Berenson said he'll make four to eight times. He said, I wouldn't be surprised that Tucker would get a billion dollar decade long uh, streaming deal from somebody. He said, he said, he's that good. He, he would, he would, he would rival Joe Rogan and, and um, blow everybody else away. <clears throat> Wow, that is an amazing prognostication, but it's coming from a good source. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, Alex Berenson has no need to, like, other than he said, look, Tucker, always let me speak, uh, always ask good questions, always said I was available to come on his show, and uh, whether I agree with him or I didn't agree with him, I was always invited. He said, he goes, he goes, people see that kind of stuff. And and so yeah, you got to read his it was, it was his missive he put out yesterday. It was really good. He said, "Look, Stephen Crowder makes twelve and a half million dollars a year, and who's Stephen Crowder, right?" <laughs> I don't want to be impolite, but I, I hear what you're saying, and I think it's point well taken. Yeah, well, I don't mean it that way. I mean, but who is he? I mean, how many people really know Stephen Crowder unless you're in the social media, you know, junkie, right? But everybody knows who Tucker Carlson is. That's true. Um, but, you know, there's something there, though, too, that I, I want to get this on the record here for this interview. Um, Clear Channel, when they came on the, the, the scene and the, the Clinton administration started allowing uh, media outlets to own more than one media outlet in a particular market, like if you owned a TV station, you couldn't own a radio station in the same market. And then Clear Channel came in when that rule was reversed and bought 1,300 stations. And what they did repeatedly, and this was true for Coast to Coast when they removed our and Clear Channel had bought out the program. Um, and this is something I know the inside story. I know people who are involved in this. 
And and Bob, what happened there was incredible because they took a, a guy who was making money hand over fist and they destroyed the program. They lost over 50% of their network outlets. Uh, the revenues plummeted. The audiences plummeted. And they didn't care because Clear Channel supported the losses. And I think with Fox News and what's going to happen there, I think that someone's going to be there to support their losses because they got rid of the uh, the impediment to their plans, keeping people ignorant on them. Yeah, but I just, but I, I, I don't think, I don't think we lost Tucker Carlson. I just, you know, I Fox News only I turned it on was to listen to Tucker Carlson. Yeah, me too. So uh, I'm following Tucker Carlson, and I think that was Alex Berenson's point. He goes, he goes, don't have a funeral for Tucker. He, he, he's, just, he's moving on to a bigger platform here where he doesn't have to worry about any editorial um, any editorial restrictions on him. And, you know, now with with um, if everybody in the world blocks him, you could put your stuff out on Twitter. OK, uh, as long as it's not illegal, uh, Elon Musk says, I don't care what you say, as long as it's not illegal or blatantly untrue. You know what I mean? He said, "You're going to be able to. Um, you're going to be able to be a creator on my site. So, you know, there's avenues available for people. And look, I consume my. I, and I did this analogy yesterday. I said, cable news killed TV news. True. Stream streaming's going to kill cable. Okay, and streaming is extremely decentralized. If you don't like Netflix, you go to Hulu. If you don't like Hulu, you go to." Uh, to Disney. If you don't like Disney, you go to Prime. You see what I'm saying? You don't like Prime, you go to Peacock. You know, it's just like you have so many different choices now. I don't like when I'm hearing on CNN, I'm going to go to Tucker's podcast. Yeah, I know. I think, and you know what? And you can support. I support. Look, I don't agree with Alec Bernstein on anything other than I think he got shafted with his uh, views on yeah on medicine, and I I support him for five dollars a month. Yeah. Can you imagine? If a hundred million people in the country supported Tucker for five dollars a month, forget advertisers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You're right. You're you know, right. I'm just I'm just giving you an extreme example. All of a sudden, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and I think, you know, people would do that. I would support Tucker if Tucker came on and said, "Hey, can you you know throw me a couple bucks a month?" He'll have enough people to do it that he'll blow away anything he ever made at Fox. You know, we don't even miss it. And I got a guy now, you know, giving me information that I may not agree with 100% of it, but I, I know that I'm getting it with integrity. Yeah, I, you're exactly right. I agree with you. Everything you've said is right on point. In fact, I had said yesterday I didn't think Tucker had resurface because I know a little bit about the corporate world from my wife's involvement. And I said, I can't believe that they don't have a non-compete clause in him. But then I read today, listen to this, they're not going to pay him. They say they fired him for cause, which means they don't have to give him the severance, which means he's free to do what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly right. And you know what? And who knows if he wasn't trying to force that issue? Hmm, I mean, he was getting increasingly. Look, you know, he's a smart guy. You know, he, you know, he doesn't do anything with probably, you know, lawyers, his lawyers looking over everything, his agent looking over everything. And he just said, look, I got to get fired with cause here so I can be free to do what I want to do here. You know, you don't know who, who's been who's been talking to him behind the scenes and said, hey, I'll back you. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's the problem. We don't know what we don't know. And and, and Tucker's not getting shut up. So that's that's a given. 
So now you got Tucker Carlson, you got Joe Rogan, you got Elon Musk out there. You know, they're not going to be able to control the narrative on this next election cycle at all. Oh, boy. That's why Megyn Kelly came out and said this was good for Tucker and the conservatives very bad for Fox. Yeah, Fox yeah. News is dead. I wonder what their stock's doing today. Oh, oh, listen, it was yesterday, 12 hours, uh, they were down a billion dollars. And I want to get into the, yeah. I want to get into the stock market with you. But yeah, do not go buy Fox News stock. They lost a billion dollars. Yeah. Yep. And they're down again today. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's talk, um, pretty quickly here about, uh, the market. The market seems to be struggling. But there's an old saying, freedom is the space between the bars. And in every crisis, there's an opportunity. So enough of the euphemisms. Okay, are there safe havens people can go to and still make money in the market? Yeah. Uh, long-term bonds. Uh, you can short Kathy Wood's uh, ARC with a ETF called SARK. Okay, and, uh, you know, you can go with... Um, uh, some of the short ETFs and, and, and you go long volatility. All those trades are going to be good for the next 18 months. Uh, what's not going to be good is anything growth related. Yeah. And, and that's how we've been playing and trading it. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. So, okay. So you're involved in the market. So let's get down to your experience. Uh, your win rate historically has been about you win two out of three trades roughly speaking okay how's that doing today in this topsy-turvy market yeah unchanged we actually moved our win rate up from 65 percent to 66 percent we're still profitable overall in every trade as like normal uh let me just pull it up and tell you what we are as of today so we're still averaging an annualized gain of 101.07 percent our win rate is 66.26%, and that's looking over a 900, the last 900 trades that we put out. <clears throat> Let me ask a layman's question. I understand the win rate. When you say annualized gain, 101.2%, does that mean you're... Yeah, we're averaging 2% gain a week. Yeah, so you're doubling money in an annual year, correct? If people are 100% invested in all our trades. Okay, aggregate across the board as an average. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's just really, that's more of a, a scorekeeping thing. You know, you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to be, you're not going to make 100% on your money because you, you, you have friction. You know, you're not in the trade. You're not 100% in the trade. You know, it's the mix of the trade. Okay. So suffice it to say you're doing two to three times better than, than the average. Uh, in terms of the stock market games. Yeah, I get what you're saying because the NBA, for example, your average field goal percentage is 44% for all shots, but that doesn't mean everybody shoots 44%. I get that. Um, yeah, so it all depends what you buy and how much you buy and whatever. All, I keep that score just to show people is that the system works and that you win more when you win than you lose when you lose. Does that make sense? Oh, it absolutely <laughs> makes sense. Can you give me... Yeah. A partial description, a short man's description of how you're able to defy the market trends and get these kind of numbers. Yeah, it's it's, it's so simple. It's it's scary. You know, you uh, you make sure that the seasonals are in your favor. Certain things go up certain times of the year. You make sure that things are trending up versus trending down. 
and then you the market acts as a sine wave, like a radio wave. Uh-huh. So the farther away it gets from the center point of that sine wave, uh, mathematically it's likely to go back to the midpoint, and so we trade that algorithm, and that's all we do. <laughs> and we trade it on an hourly standpoint, and um, you can't help but make money over time. It's amazing. So, do you offer training for people who come in? We do. It's all uh, we have. A, we have training as part of the service. You know, to learn how our indicators work, and then beyond that, we have chat room for people to ask questions, and then beyond that, we give you access to the indicators that we use, and then beyond that, we um, uh, we give trades out every day. Like today, uh, you, you and I were talking on a uh, on a Tuesday. I first thing the market opened up, I said the market's going to be soft, and we put people into what's called short ETF trades, and uh, within an hour, we each one of those gained more than one percent, and we got out. Okay, so how, tell me about the training. Uh, is it is it digital, video? How, how do you train people, and how long does it take for most people? Yeah, we we just put them up on our website. They're they're, they're stored on YouTube, and they're for our clients only, so they're private. And so you just go there and you just watch them as a playlist. And then if you want personal training, you can you can contract for that. And then we have classroom training occasionally too, some free, some for for fee. And then other than that, you just go into our Discord room and you can ask questions. Okay, that's really really interesting. Uh, tell me, um, in, in the situation that you have right now with your training the average person coming in just take the average okay there's more that it will accelerate and some will be slower but how long does it take someone to get trained before they're uh marginally proficient to start making money what would your general answer be to that oh i i just think people drink from a fire hose for about four to six weeks (laughs) you know it's not so much learning about training is that you know they got to learn our lingo you know, learn why we do what we do. They have to accept why we do what we do, you know, and uh, and and that's why we give trades out every day, too. So you can make money while you're trying to figure it all out and then see why I did what I did and why it made money. So, yeah. And then, you know, and the other question I'll just lead off to people. I said, can I do this for a living? I said, yeah, it'll probably take you four years. To make a so, to make a full time living to where you could leave your job exactly yeah if you can if you can consistently make money over four years you can do this for a living a lot of people get myopic now that's full time living there's people who retire that make a couple you know hundred bucks a day to make another twenty thousand dollars a year you, you could do that right away wow that's uh this is pretty amazing here um d- is there a better time to get in than others to to trade genius uh do you offer any discounts on uh yeah that <laughs> the best time is to take advantage of a special and that's what we have so uh, between now and saturday 65 percent off uh any of our bundles and um and if not you can take advantage of a promo code which you have which i don't have in front of me i never pay attention to these things i focus on trading is um, you can use, uh, you get a discount off of anything in the store that's not already pre-discounted via a bundle. And so you can, uh, I think the promo code might even be spring. So you can just check that out. Dave, I'm sure you can yeah, put it I've on got your it website. And we will put, yeah, we will put it yeah. when we post it absolutely positively. Um, the other thing is it's, it's what we offer is so inexpensive. It's, 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 it's a, you know, you can even try it monthly with a special, you know, You'll, 
if if you can't make more money from me with that special, then then probably trading's not for you. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, just the trades I put out today probably paid for six months of people's uh, monthly fee. Okay. This, uh, I'll tell you, this almost sounds too good to be true with these numbers. Just again, 66% as of today with an annualized return of 101.2% across the board. I have every, I have, I have every trade recorded on our website. People oh. are happy to look at it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That is absolutely incredible. Well, Bob, uh, we're just about out of time. I want to thank you for joining us and updating us on your views of the economy. Not quite as bad as I feared, but we have some work to do. But I'm glad there's a safe haven like Trade Genius, and I would encourage people to do that. We're going to post this uh, when we go to YouTube and when we go to our website. We'll post more information how to follow up on this opportunity. Thanks, Bob, for joining us. Always appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. Have a good Take one. Care. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.